Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty, and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I love watching every game every week. I love drafting, trading, and scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. This week, we're going to do our uh, weekly stock rising, stock falling. Just talk about some of the players that as I've adjusted my rankings this week, who's been rising in the ranks and who's been falling in the ranks. I thought before we get to that, though, it might be good to talk about some trades because there's been some pretty significant trades that have happened in the NFL. Give you a few of my thoughts on the trades, and then uh, hopefully that's going to happen soon. It sure is fun. It feels like the NFL is actually treating, uh, kind of playing a little bit more baseball type of mode here and trading so much more often. So I think that's really exciting. And we've got the deadline looming on Tuesday the 30th for the final trades, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that we can talk about. There's been a number of small uh, defensive trades. We won't talk about those for fantasy. We'll just talk about the two big ones. Uh, The first big one was, of course, Amari Cooper going to Dallas for a first-round draft pick. Um, You guys know that I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan here in Austin. Grew up in Dallas, so I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. And I'll just say from a fan standpoint, I'm not too excited about this. Um, I believe that Cooper's kind of a dying asset and not something that the Cowboys should have done, particularly trading around a first, you know, first round draft pick for it. So as a Cowboy fan, I'm not interested in it. But from the uh, dynasty perspective, I'm not sure it makes that much of a difference. I, I think it's going to be a wait and see type of thing. Like I feel like that Carr and and um, Dak are nearly the same type of quarterback. Neither of them has proven to be better, so I don't feel like he's gone to a significantly better quarterback situation. I do believe that Dallas will... Uh, for the sake of their own not looking stupid, will go crazy trying to target him like crazy. So you've got that going for you that I feel like he's going to be targeted a lot more than maybe he was in Oakland where he had these games where he just wasn't targeted at all. Dallas is the type of team that wants to try to prove that what they did was smart. And so from that standpoint, I, I do believe he'll be targeted a lot more. I think he will be the number one. I don't think there's any question about talent-wise. He's the number one court, number one receiver as far as talent-wise in Dallas. If you can adjust quickly, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I literally kept him in the same spot. So when I did my rankings this week, I kept him in the same spot, which means he's the wide receiver number 22. And I, I feel like that's a bit optimistic. Like I've just been holding out on the talent, the talent that we saw in Alabama, the talent that we saw the first couple of years in Oklahoma, in Oakland. It was just like, man, he's going to be a great player. But ever since then, he's just been up and down. And I don't see why that's going to change. And so I literally left him at the exact same spot, not believing that it's going to significantly upgrade or downgrade his uh, position. Uh, The other trade that was worth mentioning was the Carlos Hyde trade. Hyde uh, going to Jacksonville, giving Nick Chubb a chance. I know that I'm a huge Chubb believer and I've had him in several leagues. And in uh, two of the leagues where I have him, I have Hyde also, which I felt for me was like a a win-win because I feel like it's a win for Hyde ultimately, and a win uh, for Chubb as well. Um, I have Chubb at my number 12 uh, running back. He's moved up a little bit. I don't even think I moved him in the ranks this week because I had him up there already. And so it's just a chance for him to prove what I had already had for him to be. The real question mark, I think, comes with what we think about what's happening in Jacksonville. 
uh, because I think that Jacksonville, this is kind of a statement on what they believe about Yeldon long-term, who's in his last year of his contract, and what they believe um, really about Fournette in the long-term. Hyde is a super capable back. Like, I actually really believe in Hyde. I love the way that he runs. I feel like he's a he's proved himself everywhere that he's been. Um, he just, I don't know why he keeps just getting bounced around and traded like he, like he has. Um, I don't know nothing about his character or anything like that. I think that just people realize he's a real asset and can win wherever he goes. And so um, I'm hopeful for him this year in particular to, to start winning the bulk load of the, the carries here while Fournette apparently gets healthy. But the fact is that Fournette is a falling asset in our dynasty community. And I, I wouldn't be so sure that Hyde couldn't replace him here in the years to come. So I think it's it's if you're in a position where you have to try to make a, 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 cra- a crazy trade for someone who's down on Hyde, I think I would do it and just wait, wait and see what happens. If you're in my situation where you've actually held Hyde, I would hold him. Just hold him and see what happens here. Um, if you happen to be in a situation where you grabbed him where you already have four net or something like that, I think that's great. As far as my personal rankings this week, the way that I moved some people around, I've got Fournette still as number 11, kind of holding steady there. But I've actually moved Hyde up to number 24 and Yeldon at 32. So I believe Yeldon's uh, kind of in the last year of his contract with Jacksonville and will move on. This kind of solidifies that. So Yeldon could be good to hold on to because I believe he could be one of those top uh, running backs as you know, kind of an acquisition in free agency. So hold on to Yeldon. But I believe that Hyde actually has a chance to be not just kind of a split back here, but he could have a chance to win because he stayed healthy, whereas Fournette just can't seem to do so. Kind of a mess there, but we'll wait and see, figure out what you want to do with your assets. So let's move on. Let's go to some stock rising. We'll go position by position, some stock rising that I have in my rankings this week as I readjusted my rankings. Stock rising. Uh, first in the quarterback position would be Andrew Luck. Man, I moved him all the way up to my uh, quarterback number three. I mean, he's back, right? He's back. It seems that there's no question about his health anymore. He's throwing the ball like crazy amount of times. Uh, not so much last week, but the previous weeks. Maybe they were trying to give him a break last week. And But even so, with his limited throws last week, he throws four touchdowns, which you love. Um, I think it's it's time to move him up to where he was when he was in the top tier of QBs and dynasty rankings. He was in the top two or three for the last couple of years uh, before all the injuries and the scares there. So I've moved him up to number three, trusting that he's going to go back to being where he was before. I know those of you who bought him when he was injured, you must be very proud of yourselves. <laughs> I wish that I was one of them. We had a new startup draft with a bunch of the guys from several different leagues that I'm a part of. We took like all the best uh best owners of all the leagues we're a part of and kind of formed a brand new league. And I remember in that league during the draft this last offseason, um, was just about to draft Luck and my buddy Dave Brown drafted him right in front of me. And so I'm a little bit upset about that. I wish I had Luck on my team, but I don't have him anywhere. But I rank him right now. Number three, number three QBU. Put him back where he used to be. Next quarterback that I have rising in the ranks is Jameis Winston from Tampa Bay. I moved him up to my QB number 10. Uh, same goes for Winston as for Luck, right? He's back. It's been a while because he had a suspension and stuff like that. You kind of get weird when you don't see someone for a long time. But he's back and he's doing Winston-like things, which means he's uh, throwing a bunch of crazy interceptions, but he's also coming back from behind and putting up crazy fantasy points. 
uh, even though the team itself is not that that good. I still just believe, though, that his future is bright, um, both in his talent and especially when you consider all the weapons that he has around him. It's very possible that his coaching staff is going to change after this year. I wouldn't doubt that. But I feel like his weapons aren't going to change. The fact that he has Howard and, and Godwin and, and um, Evans just all right there. He's got all the talent that he needs around him. And so I believe that the future is great for him. I regret trading him in a couple leagues where I was kind of down on him, given some of his character and stuff like that. Hopefully his character can hang up for those of you who have him. But I traded him in a few leagues, and honestly, I wish that I had him back. Moving on to running backs right now. I might say rising in my ranks is Kenyon Drake. I moved him all the way back up to my running back number 19. He was just fantastic on Thursday night. Uh, He's one of those guys that you're is sure to get a lot in the passing game right now, too. It seems like that's the way they're primarily trying to use him. We're all furious with the Miami coaching staff. It feels like they just do their own thing and don't really get, like, why are you not utilizing this guy more? When he would touch the ball compared to when Gore would touch the ball on Thursday night, it was electric. The The difference was so different. But we're all frustrated with their staff. The, the fact is that their staff might not be around much longer either. Certainly Gore might, might, might not be around but it kind of feels like they're starting to see the light, that they're starting to recognize what a weapon he is. Even if they don't use him as an every-down workhorse back, they're still using him in the passing game, especially with all the wide receivers out right now. And feel like he's going to get the ball more and more often. And just like last year, he was a second-half darling. Like He he helped uh, create what we thought was going to be his breakout. And then out of the start of this year, it's not worked out. But maybe, again, he's going to second, second half of the year breakout, uh, just like he did last year. It's one of my biggest regrets, and you know, when you get to that cut down time, season after season, when you got to cut down guys, I remember two years ago, so not last year, but the off season before last year when it came down to roster cuts, even though I drafted Drake uh, three years ago, last year's break, I dropped him, and now I regret it, because even this week, I played against him in one of my leagues and scored, of course, 20 points on me because of Thursday night, and we will see what happens in that, that league this week. Second guy that we have rising would be uh, Marlon Mack from Indianapolis. I moved him up to my uh, running back number 28. Uh, he just looked great on Sunday. Um, it's a, He's always had the big knock on him. This was the big knock when he was coming out in the draft, was that he'd always try to bounce things outside instead of just hitting the hole and running up in the middle. Um, he did a lot last last year to, do that, to, to prove that to be true. But there seems to be something that's changed in, in his decisiveness this last year or two, I mean this last game or two, the, or the games that he has played where he's proven that he can do it. He's running upside and running running in the middle, being more decisive in his runs, not trying to bounce things outside every time. Um, I still feel like we need a few more weeks to see if that's the case. You could tell by the offseason moves that Indianapolis made that they weren't convinced that he was their number one back by bringing in Wilkins, bringing in um, Hines. And so that that's where you that's where you really see what, what general managers think about their players when, when they draft, right? When they draft two other guys. But it seems like Wilkins and Hines just didn't win the job. And, and Mack in his first game back showed that he was better than everyone to start with. They never got anything like that out of the other, other backs. And so he's got a chance now to really prove it in these coming weeks. So I'm waiting to move him up even further. Need a few more weeks. But if he could perform strongly these next couple weeks, particularly since Indianapolis has so many other needs that they need to address in the draft, it could be that they just stick with these three guys. And Mac has a chance to really solidify it and win the job right now. Third guy that I have moving up in my stock is Tariq Cohen from Chicago. I moved him up to my running back number 36. 
Now, this seems weird for him to be 36 because the fact is that he's the number 13 running back on the year. He's quickly moved ahead of Howard. It's, it's insane. But as of now, just for my rankings, and you could disagree with me, I still have Howard ranked higher at number 18 because I still believe that in, in a more traditional three-down type of back, and maybe that's a, a maybe that's a flaw that I might need to think or readdress in my thinking, but the fact is that Howard's got 60% of the snaps compared to Cohen's 40%. But you also can't argue with the fact that that uh, Cohen's 40% snaps have he's been way more productive. And so I agree with that, and I've moved him up. I want to give it a few more weeks, but I won't be surprised depending on what Nagy tries to do with the Chicago offense. And if you really see that he's kind of turned the ball over to giving, them, giving Cohen more of the touches or that he's clearly the more fantasy-relevant back, even if it stays at a 60-40 split, I will happily move Cohen ahead of Howard within a week or two. I did that a few weeks ago with uh, with Philip Lindsay and and um, Royce Freeman. It just felt like clearly Lindsay, though he's the the smaller type of back, has just played better and looks better, and that's certainly starting to look like the case for Cohen. So I've moved him up and could move up even higher in the next few weeks. Moving to wide receivers, I have two wide receivers that have made a little bit of a significant jump. One would be Josh Gordon from New England. I moved him up to my wide receiver number thirty one. Uh, Brady seems to be trusting him more and more and more. And he's even said so in some of his interviews where he said that he trusts him more. He had his first 100-yard game. And I feel like with Michelle being injured right now, I think they just have two running backs rostered on their roster going into this Monday night game. And so I feel like they're just going to go pass happy. And this gives Gordon a chance right now. This is his chance right now these next few weeks to prove himself. Um, He's always had the red flags against him. You know, given his character and given his addictions. Um, but he's also had, you might call them, instead of red flags, you could call them green flags, right? He's also had the green flags that everyone knows he's ridiculously talented. And some of the catches that he made last week just prove the type of athlete that he is. And so it's time to move him up. Keep that red flag, but don't forget about the green flag. Um, he really could be a top-tier wide receiver if he can stay on that team and stay uh, free from, from his troubles. Second receiver that I had moving up in my ranks was Sterling uh, Shepard from the Giants. Um, I moved him up to wide receiver number 32, so right behind Josh Gordon. Um, their, their lame offense um, and the fact that they have multiple weapons has uh, not slowed him down. Like like everyone thought, like he was going to be slowed down because of all the weapons that they have there and because Eli's been struggling and their offensive line has been so horrible. But the fact is he's number 24 receiver, so he's an every week starter in your leagues right now. And most thought his success uh, in the coming weeks was really banked on Evan Ingram being out. So if Evan Ingram was going to be out, then Shepard was going to get more targets. But the fact is that even when Ingram was back this last week, Shepard had an incredible game. And so I think that it's not uh, it's not due to, to any sort of circumstance that he's just an incredible player. I remember when in the rookie drafts, he was a he was a late, late round uh, first round pick or was an early second round pick in our rookie drafts a couple years ago I remember wanting to grab him everywhere because he felt like he was the best uh, route runner coming out as far as the receivers that year in the draft Uh, never got him anywhere so I don't have him any on any of my teams right now but I wish that I did one of my uh, startup drafts that I mentioned earlier that I did with a bunch of my guys that started this new league I remember debating right when I was debating between Aguilar I was the guy right behind me Aguilar and Shepard, those were my two picks, and I picked Aguilar. The guy behind me picked Shepard, 
And I wish that I could reverse that now, as you'll see when we talk about the stock uh, falling here in a minute. As far as stock rising, uh, one more guy to mention would be tight ends, George Kittle uh, from San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, I moved him all the way up to my tight end number four. Um, he is the tight end number four on the year this year, which is incredible. Um, incredible year for him so far. He's the primary target. He's incredibly athletic. Um, and man, I took advantage of this this last year during during last season when he was starting to get some play. Like I bought him up everywhere in several different leagues. And I've since last year in the offseason, I traded him. And this very last week, I actually traded him to show how his stock is rising. Uh, whether good or bad, time will tell. But I traded him for a first-round pick for next year. It was a league where I was actually pretty strong at tight end. Um, and I felt like I was really, really struggling in that league. I have incredible receivers and struggling at running back. And so I just wanted to wait and see if I could get you know, two first-round picks in the next year's round or next year's draft, just so that I can maybe pick up some running backs and have a higher chance. So I, I traded Kittle for a first-round pick. So that shows you how his value is rising, that someone would straight-up trade a first-round pick. And this is the middle of the pack team, so it'll probably be a top four, five, or six uh, type of pick in the year in this next year's draft. Kittle's incredible. I'm glad I still have him in some teams. Regret trading him in one of the leagues that I traded him, and happy that I traded him in one of my other ones. So let's move to stock falling. Just a few guys here just to mention. Stock falling as far as quarterbacks, I would just say Chad Kelly. Um, you guys know that I've been kind of high on him this last year, hoping that he would get his chance in Denver. But with his legal troubles and things that he got into this, this last week, being dropped from Denver, he's now a free agent. And so I still believe in him, believe in his talent. I'm not sure that I believe any team will give him a second chance. What he did wasn't that egregious so i think someone could sign him without you know taking the pr hit for it but maybe they're just not willing to do it so it kind of remains to be seen but right now i still have him in the ranks as uh, quarterback number 44 if he doesn't sign with the team in the next couple weeks i'll probably just drop him from my ranks altogether as for running backs moving down i moved uh levy on bell down to, to running back number nine uh, it's not much of a drop uh but that's not that's a pretty big drop for a guy that's been the number one or number two running back the last couple of years. Um, I could see myself dropping him even more in the coming weeks. I know that football's a business, and every you know these these are real players, and we're talking about fantasy, and they're talking about their real lives. But I do question I do question a guy that doesn't seem to be willing or wanting to play. Like that's a big red flag for me, and you might disagree with me, but I just feel like. If a guy doesn't love football and want to play and just can't stand being out there with his teammates and the guys, that that's a problem for me. And so I think he needs to drop, and I might even drop further, let alone the fact that he's not going to be in Pittsburgh. And I feel like Pittsburgh's the type of offense that's just been so good for him that if he was to sign with another team, I'm not sure he could be the same kind of back depending on their offensive scheme. And so I, I'm moving him down to number nine, and I think he's going to drop even further depending on what happens in these next few weeks and what kind of character in my opinion, I call it character. He shows. Next guy that I have dropping, and I think I've mentioned him too many times in the week, so I might have to stop writing about this guy, but he keeps dropping, is uh, Derrick Henry. I try not to talk about the same guys week by week, and so I forget if I've talked about him before, but Derrick Henry now, I've dropped him down to my my running back number 39. Um, he's just bad. <laughs> That's it. Um, and let alone that, like we had some hope in this new coaching staff that they were going to come in and make him good or, or, or change things around and give him greater opportunity, but it's not happened. 
and we've had like a, this is a strong enough sample size. Like every, every week I'd be like, well, there's not a, not a big enough sample size, but not anymore, man. This is, this is it. Like you've, you've had seven games to show what you could do and, it, and it's just not happening. And so he's got incredible size. Like he's a beast, you know, when you look at him and he has incredible plays. If you just want to go like total highlight, really, he's got some incredible plays, but we're just not seeing that. And I don't think we want him any, on any of our dynasty rosters. I believe that someone's probably going to pick him up and keep, you know, he's going to stay in Tennessee or he'll move as a free agent in the years to come for another team. But I just don't think it's worth rostering or, or keeping. I wish I could trade him, but I can't find anyone to buy him. Wide receivers that I have dropping, I'll just list one as Nelson Aguilar. Like I already mentioned, I was in a kind of a debate between Sterling Shepard and Aguilar in one of my startup drafts this last offseason. And uh, picked Aguilar, was real hopeful because the year that he came off last year, uh, so electric and had so many great uh, long plays for them. And it felt like a really up-and-coming offense, too, that was just going to start to utilize his talent when we all loved it when he was a first, end of the first-round rookie draft or maybe started start of the second-round rookie draft pick um, in our rookie drafts. But, but it seemed like he was showing that talent again. But the fact is that it just hasn't happened, that Ertz and um, – Jeffrey are just dominating the targets. And even the few games where he has had a lot of targets, we're talking like, you know, four and five yard average per target when he gets all these catches. And so even in a PPR league, which I have him in a PPR league, it's just not worth it. I'm not starting him anymore. So Aguilar's uh, dropped down to my wide receiver number 35. I've got two tight ends that are dropping. They're both good tight ends. So uh, it's worth just worth mentioning that there's some guys who jumped them. Tight end that has dropped is Rob Gronkowski. Um, he has uh, dropped. I've moved him down to my um, tight end number five. Now, it's not a huge drop, but for this for a guy that's been kind of the perennial number one tight end in fantasy and uh, dynasty leagues, it's it's worth mentioning when they drop to number five because he's dropped out of contention uh, with his uh, further injuries and some of these young tight ends that are moving up ahead of him. I know I moved Kettle ahead of him to number four this last week. Um, I just don't know what to think about his long-term future, let alone Brady's uh, future with him there. And so dropped him down to number five. Um, I've even seen him kind of be on the trade market in several of my leagues, and, and no one seems to be willing to, to buy for what, what people would try to ask for him. So the value you used to think you could get for him, you're not getting it anymore. And second tight end that I have dropping would be Evan Ingram. I moved him down to my tight end number eight. All this to say that I moved Kittle, Howard, and Njoku ahead of him this week. So Kittle was already ahead of him. But to move Howard and Njoku ahead of him this week means that all those rookie tight ends that were so good a few years ago now that have moved up, that I have him fourth, which is really sad for me because I actually, in my rookie rankings, I had Ingram number one. I was kind of contrary to the rest of the group, and I actually had him as my number one tight end in that draft and drafted him as such and uh, sure looked like it the first year but I just feel like these other guys have a more proven quarterback scenarios like with Eli Manning compared to uh, Garoppolo or um, Mayfield or Bethard it's well it's not Bethard but long-term Garoppolo that they all have much better quarterback situations to help um, in the future with their teams and Ingram just has been dropping the ball a lot too, as well as he's had lots of competition with, like I already mentioned, Shepard and OBJ, and now that Barkley's there and getting a ton of catches as well. I've moved him down uh, just a bit. So that's some of my guys that are rising and falling in my ranks this week. I appreciate you giving a listen. 
As always, I recommend that you, or would love for you rather, to keep it a two-way conversation by contacting me anytime at DynastyFreaks.com. Until next time, I want you guys to go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.